Well, hello, everybody. It's wonderful to have you with us. I pray wherever you are that you know that God is with you exactly in the place where you are. Well, we've been talking about knowing Jesus for these past few weeks in this series. And the whole point of our daily devotionals is to constantly remember that it's about us deepening our relationship with God. The daily devotionals are there to help us in our prayer. The holy daily devotionals are there to help us deepen our love of God and knowledge of God and experience of God. So today we're going to look at the story of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. There's so much we could say about this. I'm not going to read it all. It's too long. I'm just going to pick out one point for our prayer and our reflection today. So let's go to John's Gospel, chapter 11. We're going to read the first six verses to begin. And it says this. Now, a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Mary was the one who anointed the Lord with with perfume and wiped his feet with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters sent a message to Jesus. Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, this illness does not lead to death. Rather, it is for God's glory so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Accordingly, though Jesus loved Martha and his sister and Lazarus, having heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. In summary, the two sisters sent a message to Jesus that Lazarus, your friend, our brother, is ill. He's dying. Come quickly. Jesus turns to his apostles and he says, this whole situation doesn't lead to death, but to God being glorified. What does being glorified mean? Sometimes it's a bit of a vague term in one sense, isn't it? To be glorified is to acknowledge uh, the magnificence, to see the magnificence of a being. And God is really the only one who can be glorified in the sense of that, in that spiritual sense, to see God in all his glory in all his magnificence to see God who is infinite. And Jesus says this situation with Lazarus, this hardship he's going through right now, this difficulty that the sisters are experiencing right now, this leads to God's glory. Well, let's jump down to verse 11 and it says, after saying this, he, he told them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm there going to waken him. Now, the disciples so often didn't get it. I feel like I'm a bit of a disciple so often because there's so many times I just simply don't understand what's happening. And they don't get it on this occasion. After saying this, he told them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going there to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he's fallen asleep, he'll be all right. But Jesus, Jesus, however, had been speaking about his death, not the fact he was asleep. But they thought he was referring merely to sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. For your sake, I'm glad I was not there so that you may believe. But let us go to him. So Jesus, so Jesus, what happens is when he hears the news of his friend who is dying, what does he do? He decides, let's stay longer where we are. And it says, it, it says here, accordingly, though Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, uh, after having heard that Lazarus was ill, was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Now, so often in our life, have you ever found yourself 
going to God, saying to God, when you face difficulty, when you face struggle, when you face issues in your life and you plead with God to come. Have you noticed sometimes it doesn't appear that God answers your prayers, that God responds to the things that you want immediately, that God is able to to fulfill your need at that time. Have you noticed that? And, and, and when, I, when I read this passage of Scripture, because we know what happens in the end, does, Jesus does raise him from the dead, uh, is, is that we know that, that what happens is when there's no hope, Jesus is still walking, working according to a plan. And he says, this was, he says, this was for God's glory. He says, I'm pleased he had, I'm pleased. What does it say? The disciples said to him, Lord, if he's fallen asleep, well, he'll be all right. And Jesus, however, had been speaking about his death. And then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. For your sake, I'm glad I was not there so that you may believe. In other words, what Jesus is saying is, I'm working to a bigger plan, a plan that you don't see. Recently, I was speaking to a friend of mine, a Catholic priest, um, and he was saying to me, he said, Bruce, have you noticed how God asks you to, to go to new levels of trust? That's what he's asking all of us to do. In other words, he's, he's saying to you at times, Bruce, that when you face certain circumstances, certain struggles, certain challenges, what is God asking of you? What is God saying your response should be? It's to trust me. And he said, do you know why? He said, because God has a plan and God is at work. God is not abandoning us. And so even though here it's about life and death, God is saying, I still have a plan. I still have a plan. Now, when Jesus, now it's interesting, Jesus doesn't answer their question straight away. He deliberately waits. Now, what happens in the meantime? Lazarus does die. And when Jesus finally arrives, he's greeted outside. If you have a look at verse 20. And when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him. And while Mary stayed at home and Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you'd been here, if you'd been here, my brother would not have died. And then later, Mary goes to meet him in verse 32. And she says, when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. See, sometimes when God doesn't answer our prayers, when God lets us go through hardship and difficulty and struggle, it does not mean that we are abandoned. So often God has a plan. God is working so that he will be glorified. God is working so that faith grows in us, so that we would believe. And you can imagine Jesus in heaven one day and God the Father in heaven right there going, have a look at, the, have a look at these people. Look at the way their faith is growing. Look at because of the circumstances they face, their, their sense of trust is growing. See, when we understand what trust in God is, is to trust God means to, sur- is to surrender our will and is to embrace peace. To sur- trust means to surrender our will and to embrace peace. It means to embrace joy. It means to embrace confidence that God is with us. I don't understand fully, but it's very clear that God knew, Jesus knew, God knew that 
Martha and Mary were going to go through this terrible, terrible mourning. As happens when someone dies. And still, that wasn't enough for Jesus to come. That Jesus waits and delays and then Lazarus is raised. And I'd love to have longer to talk about it all. And then in verse 45, it says, when he had done this, uh, uh, many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary and had seen what Jesus did, believed in him. Exactly what he said would happen, but even more. Belief lifted. Belief lifted in them. And I want to say this to you in your prayer today. There are all of us, certainly in my life, where there's so many areas where I ask God to help, so many areas where I ask God to come, so many areas where I say to God, I need you, I beg you to come, and he doesn't come to me and to the ones I love and to circumstances around us. And I want to say to you today, that's when we need to have trust, which leads to surrender. And our commitment must be to joy and to peace that God is at work according to a grander plan. In your life today, if there are areas where you are struggling, God sees. Don't think that God is, that God is deaf to your requests. Don't think that God is blind to your situation. Don't think that God lacks empathy to feel what you're feeling. But God is working to a deeper plan, a bigger plan, and we need faith to trust in Him. Loving Father, we thank you today that you love us. We thank you today, Lord God, that you are at work in our lives. And even though there are moments, Lord God, of, of fear, even though there are moments of, of struggle, we know we know that you are with us. You are with us. And Lord God, we make a commitment to trust and to surrender to you today. And Father, we make this prayer in the name of Jesus, through the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. Hey, God bless you all, everybody. See you tomorrow. And don't forget, wherever you are, God is never far from you.